Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we are in day number one of official free agency because we made it through the legal tampering period and now contracts can become official. So to talk about this, you bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. What's up, Chris? Uh, not much. You're now talking to a half-vaccinated and fully-bearded man. I would have thought it was a lot stranger if you were fully vaccinated and half-bearded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would have been uh, stranger. <laughs> much, much stranger. Well, congratulations on your half-vaccine and your full beard as we yes. recap day number one of official free agency. And before we get to the signings and the releases and the trades and all the stuff that happened today. I thought this was worth mentioning. Dan Patrick, who, as we know, pretty plugged in, said today on his nationally syndicated show that the Bears, who we know were very aggressive in an offer for Russell Wilson, tried to get him by offering three first-round picks, a third, and two starters. Now, you and I were joking about this before we started recording because who knows who those two starters are. It could have been anybody from a really good player like Allen Robinson to somebody who's a marginal starter. Could have been Mitch Trubisky is one of them. Trubisky's not under contract, but otherwise, sure. I went for the joke, so just pretend he's still under contract and let the joke rock. Okay, for the sake of this joke, we are going to pretend that Mitchell Trubisky is still under contract. But yeah, so that's kind of a dubious thing. But still, three firsts and a third, 
The thing is, though, as we were talking about, Chris, the Bears picked 20th. So it's not like it was three high first round picks. You got to put that in perspective. And remember, the Jets got two firsts and a third for Jamal Adams and the Seahawks were giving up picks that were right around where the Bears have their pick. So if you think about it in that respect, it's not that crazy of an offer to turn down if those two starters weren't anything special because it's just one extra first-round pick beyond what Jamal Adams got for the Jets. But still, what this does show me is that if somebody is going to get Russell Wilson, they're going to have to give up the Herschel Walker deal because as we said yesterday, a $39 million dead cap hit combined with trading away one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, that is a pill that is so tough to swallow that you would have to make a godfather offer. There's no other way. Yeah, just you have to look at it from Seattle's perspective. And obviously that $40 million cap hit is, would be absurd. Losing Russell Wilson would be absurd. But no matter what you give them in draft picks – that's you're starting an entire new rebuild and you're giving it you're immediately giving them enough draft picks that it's it's so many draft picks but it's not enough for you to ensure that you're getting one of these top quarterbacks but it's enough that you're going to be good enough to be a middling team so you won't probably won't be get able to get one of those next quarterbacks that it it just doesn't make sense in any way for Seattle to do that. Uh, it's for Seattle the only way it makes sense is if they can ensure that they get would get back a quarterback that they really liked. Uh, you know, obviously a, a trade with the Jets or the Dolphins could uh, make that happen. But then you're gonna have to, you know, get him on board with it and get the Jets or Dolphins to give you up what you want. Um, and I, I don't see anything happening with Russell Wilson this year, and I, I don't see them having a good season because they haven't been doing nearly enough. And I have a feeling that he'll end up getting traded next off season. Same scenario with Deshaun Watson. I think the Jets and the Dolphins are really the only two teams that make any sense. And there was a little bit of news on Watson today. John McClain saying that he expects Watson to get traded. That's pretty big news because everybody knows McClain is more or less a mouthpiece for the Texans. Mike Silver also saying that he fully expects Deshaun Watson to get traded. The question is, where will he get traded? Mike Silver says that he thinks the Jets will investigate the situation, but ultimately will opt to keep their picks and draft Zach Wilson. I guess it really just depends on what the price is. I think Joe Douglas has probably determined a price in his mind for Watson that he's willing to go to. And this is what he does with free agents, apparently. He has the limit, and he will not exceed that limit no matter what. So I think that's probably what will happen if Watson does ultimately become available the way that Silver and McLean believe he will. Douglas will be willing to go to a certain point if the bidding reaches above that or if the Texans refuse to take the maximum offer that Douglas is willing to make, then he'll move on and he'll go in another direction. Everybody assuming that direction will be Zach Wilson, we'll see. But today, Chris Mortensen did say that he believes that if Zach Wilson checks all the boxes in his pro day, then the Jets will select him and they will move on from Sam Darnold, which makes a lot of sense 
That's more or less the buzz that I've been hearing that plan A is Watson if they can get him for the right price and plan B would be Zach Wilson. Is that more or less your understanding and do you think that I'm right also that the Jets will be active if Watson becomes available but Douglas will not exceed whatever price he's decided to set as his maximum offer? Yeah, I think that's the case. Uh, you know, obviously, I the thing here is the, all the Deshaun Watson stuff is going to get put on hold right now with the, the new news that dropped with him today. Obviously, no one can make a judgment anyway, but teams are, are going to be hesitant. There, there's no way a team's going to trade for him until there's some type of resolution. So that's going to get put on hold. Um and just the timing of it, like it would have to be a quick resolution for them to be able to pick this up again. So it's, I already said I had been saying I thought if it didn't happen by free agency, it would dramatically lower the Jets' chances of getting him. At this point, I, I think it's it's a really low chance that he ends up getting traded before the draft. Um, so that's, that's just going to shift the Jets' focus to the quarterbacks in this draft. I, I have not heard anything specifically towards uh, them liking players more than the others. I, I know that they did like it, what they saw and were impressed with Trey Lance's pro day. I don't know what that means for where he is on their ranking. Uh, we've got plenty of time to try to figure that out there. But uh, I, I fully expect that at this point, uh, I'd put a decent amount of money on them be drafting a quarterback at number two. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. One name that went off the board today in free agency, Curtis Samuel goes to Washington. Three years, $34.5 million. I got to be honest, Chris. I really like... What Washington has done so far in free agency, Curtis Samuel, William Jackson, 
These are the type of players that you want to spend on in free agency because they're young and they're both very talented players at positions of need. Jackson will help that back end of the defense because the front seven was excellent, but they did need some help in the secondary. And Samuel gives them another playmaker for whoever the quarterback ends up being. And that's obviously a big question mark right now. Is it going to be Henneke? Is it going to be Fitzpatrick? Are they going to try to draft somebody? Are they still in the mix for Darnold? It sounds like probably not, according to Diana Rossini. But if they can get decent quarterback play, they could be a really good team. The reason that this upset me is because I was really hoping the Jets would get him. I thought that he would be a really nice fit in this offense, could play that Debo Samuel role, 24 years old, from Brooklyn. I don't know what the situation was in terms of whether the Jets were active for Samuel and he just decided he wanted to go to Washington to play with his old friend Terry McLaurin. By the way, that's going to be a really fun combination to watch this coming season because I think McLaren is one of the best receivers in the league. When you look at what he's done with terrible quarterback play, it's sort of reminiscent of what Allen Robinson did with Mitchell Trubisky and Blake Bortles. I'm not saying that McLaren is necessarily as good as Allen Robinson, but the point is he's been able to produce really well without anybody who's even remotely decent at quarterback. So if they can get somewhat competent quarterback play in Washington, that could be a very fun offense to watch. But as a Jets fan, I am sad that Curtis Samuel is not going to be coming here. I don't know whether or not Joe Douglas ever made an offer or if they even called to check in or whatever. I know yesterday, Chris, you said that it was your understanding that they'd be keeping an eye on the receiver market and if the price matched up or if nothing developed for some of these guys, they might swoop in. So maybe it didn't get to that point with Curtis Samuel, but I still wish he would have ended up here because I think he would have been a really nice fit and he would have helped out whoever the quarterback is next year, whether that's Darnold, a rookie, Deshaun Watson, or Jay or Silent Bob or whoever. And it would have helped out Corey Davis and Ben mm-hmm. Del Mims as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and to take a little pressure off there, just another weapon. And then just you, you love weapons like that. You can use them out of the backfield. You can line them up in the slot. He can also win outside too. So he's not like somebody who's only in the slot. Um, yeah, I, listen, I've been talking about him uh, since trading for him before last season. I thought it would have been a really good fit, but, uh, you know, they, it's okay. You, you can, they could survive. Curtis Samuel's not going to be, uh, you know, make a huge difference as opposed to, uh, a, a, you know, they draft somebody in the second or third round down the line. But it would have been nice. It definitely would have been nice. Uh, like you said, uh, all I've been able to get there is that they're still monitoring that market and would be willing to if the price is right. I haven't been able to, you know, they're really looking at Juju or they were really hoping that Curtis Samuel's price would go down. You might you mentioned obviously the McLaurin connection of Ohio State, but he's also going back to play with Ron Rivera and that uh, Scott Turner offense that he's familiar with as well. So uh, regardless of what the if the Jets were in on it, I, they would have had to pay a, a decent bit more money. As as my understanding, uh, Curtis Samuel was very happy to be going to Washington. With that contract, I, he I think he expected to get more money still, like all these uh, <clears throat> receivers are, and even and it's not even just receivers. There, there seems to be 
uh, a lot of the players that are still looking for deals right now, they're just waiting for more money because there's just not enough of it around. And they're just hoping they can squeeze every last dollar out. So that's why the these, like yesterday and today, are slower than normal, like free uh, agency. And it's because the money's, teams are getting a little tighter with the money. One thing I really do worry about, though, Chris, is that the Jets aren't doing enough to improve the offense. I know they have draft picks, and certainly they'll do some things there, but we were saying before we started recording that the people that say you can't build a winning team by spending in free agency are just as off the mark to me as the people that say that you need to spend every last dollar you have on name players. I think it's somewhere in between. You've got to spend your money wisely in free agency, and I would argue that the first three signings were pretty good. Jared Davis, whatever, but for the price, he has enough upside. He's young, and he's a guy that's coming off his first contract. Same thing with Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. Those are guys that are young. They're going to be 26 years old. They still may have their best football in front of them. And you know that if you're giving them a two to three year contract, because even though it's technically three years, if you look at the guarantees, it really ends up being a two year and we'll see about the third year type of contract. You're ending the contract at age 29, which isn't that big of a deal. So that's the ideal type of guy you want. Corey Davis, Carl Lawson, guys that came off their first four years in the league and now they're available. But I do think that they have to consider trying to find ways to add weapons, whether it's free agency or trades, because you don't want to put that type of pressure on yourself heading into the draft. They've only added one player on the league's worst offense right now, Corey Davis, and that helps, certainly. But I think they've got to do more. I would like to see them get in on Kenny Galladay. I don't know if they're going to. I would like to see them potentially reach out to other teams to see if they have offensive linemen available. We talked about Trey Turner, even at running back. I don't know that I want to spend big on somebody like Chris Carson, but if you get him on a one- or two-year deal, depending on what the price is, I don't know what the running back market is, you have to at least think about it because we've talked about this before. Whether it's Sam Darnold or a new quarterback, you've got to put that guy in position to succeed. And there's only so much that you're going to be able to do in the draft in terms of improving the team for this year. And you also don't know for sure how many of those picks are going to hit. So it's got to be a combination. You've got to spend your money wisely in free agency. You don't want to throw a ton of money at a bunch of guys. You don't want to be like the Patriots. Look, Jonu Smith... That's what you use free agency for. Hunter Henry, also, same thing. But a lot of those other signings we talked about were just puzzling to me. It was just throwing money at mediocre players or guys that were older. You don't want to do that. But you also don't want to necessarily penny pinch when there's quality to be had, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Because, Chris, you like to joke about this, but they've got to build an offense here. They've needed to do it for a really long time. And whether it's Darnold or they draft somebody or they make a trade, whoever the quarterback is, if he comes in here and this offensive line isn't all that much better than last year, maybe they add a rookie in the draft at guard, how much better is that going to make them? Or the receivers aren't that much better than last year. I would argue Davis is certainly significantly better than Perriman, but is that enough to take the 32nd ranked offense in the league and make it into something formidable? Probably not. So I know that they can't do everything in free agency, but I do think they need to do more than what they have so far. Yeah, this is so I have always said this, you know, everybody wants to be 
a GM in their head and they always think they could be a GM. And I'm always like, I would love to do it, but man, it would be a spectacular failure. Mm -hmm. I know myself really well. (laughs) And I know I just wouldn't have the, the uh, self-control self-control is not a good thing with me. I'm not, that's not one of my strengths. Uh, I'm very much, uh, I want it in the moment. I'm a get it in the moment. Uh, type of person and that is a really bad way to go about building a roster um you know if if you let me be the the gm of a tampa bay this year like okay that i can do that because there's no worrying about the future it's just as long as brady's here i I, that i think i could do you let me you know want to build a team it's going to be a problem having said that uh, there needs there needs to be a middle ground here. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Joe Douglas, the, I I do think he needs to do a little bit more. Um, but now, the the counter to that is I remember watching a team like the Colts and uh, with Chris Ballard there and being like, "Hey, Chris Ballard, I think you should do a little bit more now." And uh, his steady, measured approach has built them up to these last two years to a really stacked roster. And then he started getting more aggressive. And now I'm not, the, uh, I wasn't a big fan of his decision to go with Phillip rivers last year <laughs> and now to trade for Carson Wentz, but everything else he did had uh, uh, positioned himself to be in that uh, position and to uh, pay off to get them there. Um, and so I, and this is the same type of approach that Joe Douglas is taking. And it's going to be frustrating, especially just because of how barren this team was. But you do have to remember that you got you to gotta think and assume that even if you just ran it back with everybody from last year, every player from last year, that this team would be better just off the strength that Adam Gase isn't here and isn't <laughs> the coach and then just off the fact that you're going to have, you know, an an offshoot of the Shanahan system in place here. And then just in the fact that Robert Sala is going to be the coach. And we saw how good that San Francisco defense was last year, despite being just littered with injuries. So, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you that they're going to be a playoff team or anything, because that's the other part of this is – fans are getting so worked up about this right now. We need this and we need that. And like you said, there was no way that they're going to fill everything this year, Mm -hmm. but it's just fans are still concentrated on what this team looks like next year. And Joe Douglas is still concentrating on what this team is going to look like two and three years down the road. Um, And I get that it's frustrating. And I do agree that he needs and should do a little bit more, but that's why it, it's happening this way. He he's not ready to just pounce. Uh, they're not in that. Okay, let's trade for DeForest Buckner. Okay, let's get Carson Wentz got yet. They're still in the patient build to the draft, and he has all these draft picks. We got to remember too. Let, no one wanted to admit and say what last year was. But they tanked last year. Joe Douglas tanked last year. And he sacrificed uh, Sam Darnold's uh, career here to do so. 
Um, and this is the first year out of that. He's not just going to empty out the, the entire salary cap on this year. He's going to look for guys uh, that, you know, value and impact. And right now he's got two of them. That's it. And he's going to look for a, a third, maybe a fourth. And maybe he gets them, maybe he doesn't. But right now you got those two and then you just got to hope and pray that they nail a bunch of the draft picks because that's going to do <clears throat> be a huge thing if they can add an offensive lineman or two. They can add another couple players. And then uh, Robert Sala and LaFleur can build up what they have enough that next year they become a little bit more of an attractive free agent spot. Because, again, this is the same thing we talked about with Thune. It's not even – we can't just say Joe Douglas is missing on these guys. Like, the Jets are not an attractive spot right now. So, even when you look and go, hey, that's a reasonable contract, yeah, but he might not have been willing to come here for that contract. He might have had to – you might have had to pay him two to three million more to come here. So, <clears throat> these are all things that we still – we have to factor in and – usually play out, you know, in the next couple of days to a week, we get a little more details on who they were in on fully in on or not. So I, it's just, and I know fans, you get a reactor emotionally and it doesn't matter. <clears throat> and I'm sitting here being the the reporter, the journalist, who's got to, got to be a little bit more measured here because if I had the criticism, it's going to come back and all that. <clears throat> but again, you could disagree with it, and I do to a point. I think he's being a little too cautious, but it's because he's looking two, three years down the road more than he is at just this year. I agree, Chris, but I think, as you said, there's a middle ground, and yeah. that middle ground is kind of where Chris Ballard has found himself. Chris Ballard doesn't go out there and give out zillion-dollar contracts every single day, but when he sees an impact player that he thinks can help or that he knows he needs, he goes out and gets him. Look at DeForest Buckner. That wasn't thought to be a quote-unquote Ballard move, but he saw a guy out there available who was one of the best players in the league in his prime, and he struck, and it was huge. And you can talk to any Colts fan. There were a lot of them that were skeptical of the move. I don't know why they would be skeptical of that if they had ever watched DeForest Buckner play, but... Talk to them now and they're not skeptical anymore because they saw the value that DeForest Buckner brought. And you're not going to get a player at number 13 very often who can give you the type of value that Buckner does. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Douglas has to go out and make some sort of blockbuster trade like that or that he has to go and sign somebody to some zillion-dollar contract. But I do think that it would behoove him to make some moves to continue to improve this offense especially because I know that he's looking at the team two to three years down the road, which is a smart thing, but he's also got to be careful to not look too far down the road because if he's looking too far down the road, he's going to get hit by a bus. And by get hit by a bus, I mean if this team isn't good over the next two years, and by isn't good, I mean is bad, he's probably going to get fired. So he's got to be careful there. He wants to build for the long term, but he's also got to be smart about the short term because whether it's Darnold and trying to save him or drafting a quarterback, if he doesn't do enough to surround that guy with competent weapons, it's going to be a rough stretch. And if Darnold doesn't work out because they keep him and roll the dice or they go and draft a guy and let's say he looks bad after the first two years, 
it's going to be a big problem for Joe Douglas and for this franchise. So I'm saying that I agree with you. You got to be measured. But as you said, and I agree with this too, there's got to be a middle ground. They've got to do more than what they've done so far. Doesn't mean they have to go hog wild, but it does mean that they should do their best to try and add some impact players in the positions where they need them. Most particularly the interior offensive line and at wide receiver or tight end. Either way, they've just got to add playmakers and guys that can make the quarterback's job a lot easier. Moving along to the rest of the news that was going on throughout the league today, Zadarius Smith, who we talked about when we mentioned Carl Lawson on Monday's show, he restructures his contract to help the Packers create cap room to get Aaron Jones under the cap. So Zadarius Smith, somebody who broke out after leaving the Ravens for the Packers the way that the Jets are hoping Carl Lawson does after leaving the Bengals, he ends up being a team player here and reworks his deal. Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson, who opted out of 2020 due to COVID concerns, both going to be back with the Dolphins this year. Everybody thought Kyle Fuller was going to get released today. Turns out he was not, so the Bears hang on to their star cornerback. The Giants making some moves today. First of all, scheduling a visit with Kenny Galladay. I was joking on Twitter and with you, Chris, that if the Jets were smart, they would schedule a visit with Kenny Galladay for the same day because that way they can talk to Galladay and try and see where he's at contract-wise while making the Giants pay for his airfare. I think it's a smart move from a business perspective, but the Giants did actually announce that they are bringing back Nate Solder. He's got a new contract, so he'll be in the mix. He'll be competing for a tackle spot. A lot of talk that Matt Pert might actually be in line to win that right tackle spot. He looked good at points for the Giants last year, and they might be going with some of those younger guys. That's why they let Zeitler go. The buzz was that they were going to go with Shane Lemieux at guard, and then the two guys from last year at tackle, Andrew Thomas and Matt Peart. We'll see what Solder brings to the table. Dolphins grab former Pats defensive tackle Adam Butler on a two-year deal. So the Dolphins continue to bring in former Patriots. Didn't work out so well for them last year when they brought in Kyle Van Oy, who they got rid of after one year, but he heads back to the Patriots. Big surprise. Everybody sort of thought that was going to happen. Reminds you a little bit of when Dion Branch got released by the Seahawks after getting that big free agent contract, and he went right back to the New England Patriots. David Andrews, as we said yesterday, going to test the market. Now comes word that he's definitely not going to return to the New England Patriots, so they lose their center. A.J. Green signs a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. I was joking with you earlier, Chris, that if this was three or four years ago, that might be the greatest wide receiver core in the history of the NFL because you'd have DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and A.J. Green. As it is, Green and Fitzgerald on their last legs, but still an interesting group there for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Patriots put a second-round tender on J.C. Jackson. Makes a lot of sense. Young led the NFL in interceptions last year, and there's no reason for the Patriots to let one of their good young players out the door, especially at a position that is a premium position, and even more especially if they end up trading Stefan Gilmore, which there were rumors about. Richard Sherman still talking to a couple of teams. He told NBC Sports Bay Area that he believes that a lot of these younger players are going to get signed first, and then some of the contenders on the West Coast will come back to him and talk contract. Makes sense. 
Rumor is that Sherman only wants to play another year or two, wants to stay on the West Coast, and wants to play for a contender. So for everybody saying that he could come to the Jets, it's possible, but if he has other options, he's probably going to go in a different direction. Rodney Hudson, who we talked about yesterday, 31 years old, one of the best centers in the league. I'm still confused by this move. It looked like the Raiders were going to release him. Instead, they ended up trading him to Arizona, so Arizona adds Another really good piece to that offense. He should help that offensive line and Kyler Murray tremendously. Jayon Brown, who I think was one of the best inside linebackers available, goes back to the Titans one year, $5.25 million. Crazy value there for the Titans. He is coming off an elbow injury, but one of the best coverage linebackers in the game. I thought he was going to get paid a lot more than that. So great signing there by the Titans being able to keep their guy. Talked about Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson also gone. He gets traded to the Seattle Seahawks, who also signed Gerald Everett, a pretty solid tight end. So Seahawks making some moves, hoping to continue to build that offense around Russell Wilson, assuming that he doesn't get traded. And as we said, Chris, it does look like that's probably not going to happen. Denzel Perriman, another one of the best inside linebackers on the market, ends up signing with the Carolina Panthers on a two-year deal. Really like that move for them. They continue to rebuild that defense. Raiders lose two offensive linemen in Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson, but Richie Incognito is back. I guess they could use all the help they can get. As I said, I'm still not sure exactly what they're trying to do on their offensive line. Jaguars receiving calls on Gardner Minshew per Ian Rappaport. That's not good for the Jets either because I know that people won't think that Minshew is competition for Darnold, but he is because if you look at how they produced and the fact that they're both on the same timeline with contracts, it makes plenty of sense for teams to pursue Minshew as a possibility in their quarterback room. And if a team trades for Minshew, that team is probably not going to be in the market for Sam Darnold. Hassan Reddick signs a one-year deal with Carolina. That's a nice move for them as well. So as I said, Matt Rule is really trying to help that defense, which has been bad over the last couple of years. One-year, $8 million deal. I still think he's a little overrated. Last year, a career year for him, and he got most of his sacks in like two games. But it's an upgrade over what they had, so you can't really knock it. Solomon Thomas goes to the Raiders one-year deal five million dollars he's all right but he was a huge disappointment considering that he was picked number three overall in the 2017 draft ahead of Jamal Adams and of course ahead of both Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson Kyle Long officially out of retirement he signs a one-year deal with the Chiefs for five million dollars there was some buzz that Joe Douglas might have reached out to him last year and tried to gauge his interest in coming out of retirement. Clearly, Long did not want to do that last year, but with the benefit of resting a year, he decided that it was time for him to come back. Panthers continued their defensive spending spree, getting Morgan Fox from the Rams. Bills bring back Levi Wallace on a one-year deal. Hadn't tendered him, but still able to bring him back. Nice depth there. For the Bills, he'll be in the mix for a starting job too. Ryan suck up off the market. He goes back to the Buccaneers. Three-year deal worth $12 million. Jordan Lewis stays with the Cowboys. Three years, $16.5 million, $8 million guaranteed. 
cornerback there who's fairly reliable. They like him. Rashard Higgins stays with the Browns on a one-year deal. I know they really like him. He's a fan favorite. Larry Ogunjobi, speaking of the Browns, former Brown, ends up going on a one-year deal to Cincinnati. And with Emmanuel Sanders coming to town for the Bills, John Brown leaves. He ends up signing a one-year deal with the Raiders. That makes total sense because... We know that John Gruden loves speed, and John Brown has plenty of that. So, Chris, any thoughts on what went down here today in the first day of official free agency? I mean, you can start with I'm just as confused as everybody as to what the Raiders are thinking with their offensive line. I like the John Brown signing, though. I actually thought uh, John Brown would have been a, a, a good signing for the Jets as well if they, you know, as uh, if they decided not to go with the Curtis Samuel, Juju, Galladay route. Uh, the thing that most intrigues me is Galladay, just to see what he does here. The, he's going to visit the Giants. He's got the one-year offer from the Bengals. I, I saw that uh, he he reached out to the Bengals about a, a one-year deal. or he I don't know if he reached out, but he proposed a one-year deal with them. And... Uh, if I'm him, I'm taking that one-year deal with the Bengals. Uh, and that offense, throwing the ball as much as they're going to be doing, you assume that they're going to uh, help that offensive line out, take that one-year deal with the Bengals as opposed to going to the, the Giants and then having to deal with the, the Giants and Daniel Jones. I uh, I think I, I would go ahead and roll those dice. So I'll, I'll be interested to see what how that shakes out if he takes the long-term deal. Or there, um, but otherwise, yeah, it was it was a pretty quiet day. I, I I like what Washington's doing. I just think that Curtis Samuel is a good signing for them. Um, but otherwise, just a really quiet day so far. Other move that I should mention that was actually a huge move was Trent Williams getting a five year, one hundred thirty eight million dollar deal, the biggest contract ever given to an offensive lineman. If you want to look at a parallel with Deshaun Watson in terms of a guy who refused to ever go back to the team that he was on because he said the trust was forever broken, decided to sit out an entire year, rest his body, threaten to retire permanently if they wouldn't move him, eventually ends up getting traded to a different team. And because he bet on himself and stuck to his guns, gets back to at an advanced age too, by the way. I'm not saying he's old, but for a tackle, it's not like he was in his peak. He was 32 years old. For a normal tackle, you'd be starting to decline, but not Trent Williams. This is why he's a special player. He went into San Francisco and is just as dominant as ever. So he goes ahead and gets himself that monster contract after sticking to his guns. We'll see if that's how things end up. For Deshaun Watson Right now everything in flux there And that is where all eyes are In terms of the quarterback situation You're going to hear whispers about Wilson Whispers about Watson Whispers about Darnold Whispers about the draft And we will have everything for you As it unfolds here on Play Like a Jet Chris Nimbley of JetsInsider.com The very big deal Thank you so much for coming on as always Really appreciate it We'll do this again tomorrow Same bat time same bad channel in the meantime though i know you've got plenty up at jetsinsider.com yeah i'm, I'm gonna be working on a, a, a piece on uh, the jared davis signing uh going there i'll go ahead and look at some of the the other moves and uh you know see how i can uh really help and impact this team going forward 
And uh, of course, we'll see see what else they do. I do expect more signings. And how big those names are, you know, maybe maybe the move right now is go ahead and just try to lock up uh, Kwan Williams, Kerry Hyder, make some moves on the defense, shore up some defensive spots, so then you can unload and just really go crazy and you know do one of my mock draft specials and just. Just take all offensive linemen and all offense. Uh, so maybe maybe that's the move for the Jets there. So I have some uh, thoughts about how they can still proceed with what's left there going up. So plenty coming. Check out Chris's work over at Jets Insider and follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Also, make sure that you check out the official Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some fantastic content up there, including the very first YouTube Play Like a Jet show. Eventually, we're going to have this live. We had some technical difficulties today, and so it was taped and then put up just after it was supposed to go live with Clayton Smarslock and Luke Grant discussing what's gone down in free agency, how it affects the Jets going forward, and what the division is going to look like based on what we've seen so far and what may happen in the future. Make sure you check that out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. A lot more in store. And obviously, visit playlikeajet.com and read the great work that we're doing over there. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. For the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.